From the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between, we share a special bond. The Warriors. And who better to talk about the team we love than a bunch of nobodies? Let's go. Because this is Warriors Anonymous. Oh, hey, didn't notice you there. Welcome to Warriors Anonymous. We're into season two, episode five. And boy, oh boy, what a roller coaster ride we have had already. Uh, going into week one, a lot of Aussie pundits were saying, hey, you're going to get the spoon. And we were like, no, man, we're not going to get the spoon. We're, gonna, we're not going to get the spoon. We're going to make the eight. And then we lost two games and we were like, shit, if we don't beat the Tigers, we're going to get the spoon. And then we beat the Tigers <laughs> and we were like, you know what? We're not getting the spoon, so that's cool. And then we beat the Broncos, and we're like, you know what, shit, we're going to make the eight because we're back up in the sixth <laughs> spot. Yeehaw, what a time to be alive. Let's bring in the boys. We've, uh, well, we're actually a little bit short here uh, this evening because uh, we've had a little bit of a, an illness incident. Uh, so one of the boys has been uh, a late scratching. So let's bring in Isaac Soss. Hey, bro. Hey, boys. Good win in the weekend. Oh, don't you love it? And we've also got Daniel Farakura. Kia ora know. Hey, just, just you talked about your little intro there. I think not only we'd lost the first two games, I thought we were going to lose that West Tigers game up until the 17.5-52nd <laughs> minute. Mm. So, you know, the spoon was very much there. But, um, yeah, amazing uh, couple of weeks, mate. <laughs> that West Tigers game was so bad, I thought it was loss. Well, well, we'll, we'll talk a bit about bad games as well in the, in the wrap-up. Oh, plenty but, of that, um, yeah. Plenty of that, but um, we're streaking. Oof. We are streaking. How good does it feel to be streaking, man? This is so good. Uh, not so good is, unfortunately, Moni de Sauce this evening is, um, well, uh, he's, yeah, he's he's not feeling too well. I could have made up something exciting like he'd run off with Stephen McIver to make a Bulldogs Anonymous podcast or something like that. <laughs> um, but no, unfortunately, he's, he's not feeling too well. So I uh, hope you get better, bro. Um, and um, yeah, we'll hopefully uh, catch him up next week. Is he under the uh, isolation protocols? You know, like um, not COVID, but, you know, like in the NRL, you've got some stand-down protocols for, for feeling unwell. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Just following the uh, the footy chat. <laughs> uh, yeah, look... Um, we uh, obviously had a, an awesome interview last week uh, with Kirsty Stanway. Um, we've actually had bloody four awesome interviews um, so far this year. And so I think our, our performance as a podcast has really been quite consistent, which is very unwarriors like. Uh, but that's all going to change tonight, obviously. We've got, uh, we've got no moneta and uh, we're not interviewing anyone. So buckle up, anyone. <laughs> buckle, up. buckle up, everyone, because this is going anywhere. <laughs> Oh. Oi, oi, oi. Let's get into it, fellas. So uh, we beat the Bronx. Yeehaw, Dan. You shared some thoughts about that last week about us beating the Broncos as you were throwing out a bit of um, <clears throat> a little bit of trash talk to uh, certain former Onslow College members. Um, <laughs> but uh, what did you like about the 20-6 to 6 victory on the weekend, man? Oh, I think um, I said to you boys just before, it's, it's the first game and first victory in two, maybe three years, maybe two years, where five minutes to go, there was no, there was not enough time for us to lose the game. <laughs> not on the edge of your seat, hoping we don't fluff it. We, we could have come close because we, you know, five minutes they score, they score again. But I think time with between scoring tries and conversions and kicking off and then scoring tries again, they no, there wasn't enough time. So I shouldn't say that. Now it was a good, good, comprehensive <laughs> performance. 
yeah, they played to a good game plan and uh, got the chocolates. Mm. Loved it. It is funny the mentality as a Warriors fan, eh? You're, you're sitting there and we're up 18-6 and there's eight minutes left and you think... We can still stuff this up, man. <laughs> we, we can still blow this. It's in the blood. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, Isaac, we, uh, well, obviously we had a bit of good news last week with the inclusion of Sean Johnson coming in. Uh, despite wearing, what was it, number 24 on his back. Um, it, was, it was good to get him back into the lineup, and I thought he made a, a, a really positive change overall. What were your thoughts on the man himself? I'm happy for him to wear 24 if we keep winning. So keep the jersey on. Um, he obviously adds a lot to the Warriors. You know, just that level head, consistent play. You know, he's not the showstopper that he used to be. I still think he's got it in him. Don't get me wrong. Like at some point in time, he's going to put on the, the dancing shoes. But um, hmm. as a game manager, you know, he he implemented the game plan to a T. Um I think uh, a lot of the commentators were saying they were the, the kicks were going to, towards Corey Oates to nullify his um, his hit ups, and John Johnson was a big part of that, just putting the ball up there. Good kick chase. Uh, I said it last week: eighty percent completion rate wins us the game, and it's exactly that. It's exactly what they did: eighty-three percent, I think, was the completion rate. Um, but a lot of that revolves around Sean Johnson's ability to get us around the park, kick us deep. Um, playing the right parts of the field. So always impressive to see SJ play like that. I actually felt like even just having him there and the influence that he had on the entire right side, it almost seemed to calm things across the whole field. Like all of a sudden Chanel was able to just basically unleash a little bit more of the running game that he's got. He was able to just go, okay, I don't need to worry so much about, you know, running the ship as such. I can just kind of chime in and, and do like the uh, the Jerome Luai, the Jack Whiten kind of role. Um, Foran, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. Um, even just, yeah, people people kind of like really put a microscope on Sean, what he can do. Um, but I, I actually like the impact that he has across the whole board, um, which I think is really good. Um, there was uh, a bit of a shuffle around in the Fords. Uh, where we had um, Curran got moved over to the edge and we brought in um, Jazz Tifanga. Um So, Daniel, I know this move would uh, would always, you know, fill your heart with joy, uh, having Jazz in there. But a ball play and, yeah, and whatnot. So, yeah, how did you see that that sort of area working? Yeah, out? yeah I, I really liked it. Actually, I was kind of calling for it um, before the selection was made and, and, I, and I assume obviously it's come about combination by... Injury as well. Was uh, Surinan was out with um, um, COVID as well, so couldn't be called up. But yeah, there was just something in it around Jazz's performances up until that was the season so far. Um, brought a lot of energy um, throughout the first couple of rounds. We're looking to get him longer minutes, and then uh, yeah, it just it, for me that whole back three, you know, without Tohu being available, uh, and that will all change. Uh, it looks yeah, it looks safe in terms of uh, defensively on all all sides, all three. There's Aiken, um, Curran, and and Jazz. Uh, Jazz has a lot of clean up work as well, uh, and we know that, and brings a lot of uh, offensive defensive energy. Um, but yeah, I just been watching a lot of football, obviously, and just noticed that thirteen role in the in the gun sides. They're more of a ball playing threat as well, and and I guess it was highlighted a little bit by 
I think they interviewed Sean Johnson after the game. He talked a bit about having Jazz there um, to basically get the ball to the edges quicker as well uh, when it's on. Um, and also Jazz talked about the ability to take play that role, play that ball, but also you know when the momentum was there, which AFB and Logie were providing, to run off the back of that as well. And you saw you know you know good meters off the back of that, offloads off the back of that as well. So. Yeah, um, I thought it was a, a great move, and actually, I think it's our best back three for now. Mm, okay, there was a bit of chat during the week in the lead up to the game uh, about Matt Lodge deciding to to not extend his deal with the Warriors, um, you know, beyond this year. So, um, I actually thought uh, against um, the Broncos, he actually played one of his better games that he's had for us. Um, AFB was also a monster. Um, and also uh, the other uh, former Broncos guys, uh, Reese Walsh and uh, Jesse Arthurs, they they obviously, you know, for them it was a, a personal quest to, to play well against their old team. But um, uh, who else impressed you, Isaac? Who did you like across the field, man? Uh, Montoya had some really good moments, especially to back up from, you know, a few subpar weeks. Um, and just a look of determination and um, uh, the... Defense is all about attitude, and he showed that. He had a pretty spiky attitude when it came to defense, you know, jamming in, putting in, you know, a good hit and stick with his defense. So he really impressed me. Um, CHT, he, at the start of the game, I think maybe the first 20 minutes or so, he had a couple of a couple of dining runs. Um, I'd like to see more of that. I think that will come too with SJ. SJ... Um, in his post-match interview, um, did raise a good point that he's played with, you know, this year he's played two different halves combinations. The team itself has played with four different halves halves (laughs) combinations. Um, So if there's a bit of continuity there between him and CHT, I think it'll actually go a long way. But yeah, sorry, back to my point. I thought Montoya was was really good. I mean, just impressed me with the attitude. And if that attitude spreads across the rest of the team, you know, it's infectious. I mean, I thought, yeah, I thought the centres, the wingers, they played their defence a hell of a lot better this week. Or this week, you know, just jamming in at the right times and hitting and sticking, and just had a point to prove. Mm. Do you reckon it's one of those weeks where no one had a poor game? You know, like everyone contributed, did their job. Like no one really stands out of having a not a a barrier crocker. You know, I, I just think there was a complete yeah. Know, comprehensive performance and, and great to see the young guys like Kossi come in as well and man did a job as well uh, Pompey's been you know I guess he gets a little bit of um, stick from from fans but like I think he's he's got decent carry in him uh, and showed a prima offload as mm. well um, you know and I guess a big body out wide too which you know you know I love Rocco Berry but I think he's probably getting a little bit um, yeah, dominated aggressive in aggressive hit ups as well so uh I thought Pompey had a good game too. Yeah, Pompey did have a good game. I think people get frustrated with him because he is talented. Like, people, I think people understand that he's got a lot more to him, but just mm. haven't seen the best of it yet. Mm. Um, if that game is, you know, half of his potential, you know, it's a, that's a good start for him. But he had some good touches, had some good carries, kept it simple, no stupid, crazy offloads, which was the rest of the team. None of this crazy, you know forwards or props playing out on the edges trying to put short passes and stuff just really simple game plan um, yeah and you're 100% right no one had a 
absolute shocker. No one really had a bad game um, at all. Mm. That's been yeah. a long time since we can say something like that. Yeah. Mm. And um, we had a, obviously a very deliberate plan when we went out there to begin the game. We were like, all right, we're going to you know, end our sets by kicking to old um, Corey Oates in the, the back corner there and just try and pin them back. Um, Daniel, what were your thoughts on uh, you know on how we went about that and and the thinking behind it? Yeah, it seemed like I think we, you know, it was a diligent kicking performance. Um, look, I think there was times we could have been a bit tighter as well, but you know that's that's the difference between putting a run on the goal line and turning over a, a seven tackle set right to to putting it 10, 20 meters out as well. So, yeah, I think. It was a safe uh, option. The chase was good too, and they'd be pretty happy with that. And then what I liked, they really liked, is that Reese Walsh started getting into the mix, right? And he started putting some pressure on that, even up with Oates, um, you know, who's a, who's a big man. Um, he started to put some pressure on there as well. So I, I think, again, kicking game was solid, you know, because um, last thing you want to do is, is, yeah, make mistakes, like that, eh? Mm. You know, kick the ball like, out in the fall, kick the ball dead. Um, you know, and you just you just need to make sure that you um, you deliver in those moments. So they did well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, in terms of our less than positive side of things, before we get into that, before we get into yep. that, we need bench warmers. Oh right. yes. How could I have forgotten to uh, mention Good call. this? Yes. Uh, much, give us your rating much, and, then, and give us your analysis. Much the bugbear of my um, of my you know Warriors fandom is has been the bench, <laughs> uh, and it's been uh, it's not not just this year. It's been for a number of seasons, and I'm, I'm like you know why are they bloody you know what are they doing? They're leaving a guy on there with eight minutes to go and all this kind of stuff. But uh, I actually thought the use of the bench on Saturday was really good. <laughs> yeah. Be- best we've seen for. Long yeah, time. absolutely. I, I actually feel like we probably had the right guys there to to actually provide impact. BMM, Katoa came on. They they just came out there and you can see they were just sent out there with a mission to just run hard. They weren't mm. going to be out there for a long time. So obviously the coach had just said, hey, mate, just bloody give it everything you got while you're out there and, and go uh, go have some fun. So um, so yeah, I, I think we're, we're not probably at the, um, the Carolina Reaper in terms of hotness. <laughs> Um, but, geez, what are we? Uh, we're probably... Habanero? <sighs> Habanero? We're probably in... Uh, um, Chipotle? <laughs> 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 yeah. we're, we're, we're warmer than mild. I'd go so maybe just sort of m- maybe kind of medium, some kind of medium yeah. spice. Sriracha? <laughs> yeah, give me a sriracha, yeah. Let's go yeah. sriracha rating for this week. <laughs> oh, that's good, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it hasn't been out of the fridge in a very long time. So, uh, so that, that's that's awesome. <laughs> and thank you for reminding me because, geez, I'd be annoyed if I listened back and thought, hey, yeah. I forgot to mention the bench. Uh, all right. Don't you think, though, don't you think that they just had, everyone had a purpose. They had a purpose for what the player was going to be on the bench for. And I think I got a sense of that. You put your longer minute players were playing majority of the game. Mm-hmm. And then these guys come in like, Kato's great. You know, and he's going to be really good, but I just think you don't think he's a sixty-five minute player now mm. at the moment nah. because of the defensive lapses and you know just getting to the speed of the game. You rather have you know that safety and security of from a defensive point of view. So um, yeah, short bursts. Yeah, um, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah, Very you'd good. rather have twenty minutes of 
real impactful Katoa BMM play than have 60-odd minutes of kind of average play, mm. you know? Yeah. It's not going to get yeah. you anywhere. You've got to, what's their best opportunity to make a difference in the game? It's 20 minutes of just hard, hard nose running and just causing problems. And maybe for the rest of the 60 minutes, leave it to someone else. Mm. And it certainly helps as well when we've got guys like Karen and Aitken who can just go 80. So yeah. you can just kind of yep. rotate the other pieces Agreed. around and, and provide impact. Um, now, uh, I've been doing a little bit of analysis, fellas. And um, I've been noticing a little bit of a trend in our uh, in our side this year. Uh, four games, we've scored um, seventy points, give or take. That's, that's an approximate amount. Um, but we've only scored fourteen of those in the second halves of matches. So uh, there was also a noticeable dip uh, in our, I guess, our quality. I'm not necessarily looking for a, you know a point scoring extravaganza, but in terms of our quality of halves. There's, there's been a difference between the first and the second. So, um, Isaac, what do you put that down to, Brian, and how can we address it? <sighs> That's a tough one because I thought they stuck to their game plan pretty much the whole game, and that, that worked. Uh, I do think, though, in the second half, teams fatigue, you know. There's opportunities out there. And I don't know if any of you guys saw the, the Melbourne game that's just gone mm-hmm. uh, and Pappenhausen <laughs> just went bananas, you know. For obvious reasons. One, he's a, an amazing player. But two, he puts himself in the position to be amazing. Uh, that last try he scored running off the shoulder of Jerome Hughes, he didn't have to be there, but you could see he noticed an opportunity there. Mm. He comes up on the inside shoulder. Easy, easy, easy game for him. Um, I don't think we see enough of that in the second in the second halves of games where there's opportunities with fatiguing players. Um, I think Reese Walsh, even the commentators were saying that He's maybe having going to have a bit of a tough time not being the, the top dog with Sean Johnson running the cutter. But with that being said, if Sean Johnson's steering the ship, all he's got to do is just run off him, you know, mm. sniff around there. And he just needs to watch the best players in the game, or the best fullbacks in the game. That's what they do. You know, your Tedesco's, your Trevojevic's who bounce back over the weekend and your Pappenhausen's, they put themselves into, into the position to take advantage of tiring forwards and whatnot. And we're not really seeing those sorts of things. Um, not trying to pile too much on Reese Walsh, but there's an opportunity for him to learn from the best and you know add that to his game. And then we might be more threatening in the tired second half. Mm. No, that's, that's, a, that's a really good call, bro. Um, and um, I think that's you know something that we can... If we can add that to our game, man. Oh, man. It'd be uh, almost as good as, uh, as using the bench well. Um, <laughs> now, now uh, we're, we've also, I guess our attacking shape overall is looking better, but we've still got a ways to go. almost felt like Sean and guys like him and Curran and Walsh were still kind of finding their feet in terms of, mm. you know, where those runners need to be at, at what certain time before they, you know, get some real fluency. Um, Daniel, how do you assess that area, bro? Yeah, I think it comes back to two things. Like, first of all, the, just the player combinations. You know, like I think we all got to forget that you know they train together and stuff, but it's not the same as playing mm. as well. And, and you know, there was a, effectively the first time the spine had played together. You know, obviously the three players had, and SJs is coming back in there too. And then you got you know players either side on the edge as well. So it just takes time, I guess, combinations and very uncomfortable. Um, and, and I think I mentioned to you boys as well, like. 
Yeah, feeling a little bit, not dejected, but like, oh, we could have really gone on with the game in the second half because, you know, we had them under pressure. But uh, actually after the Brownies press conference, they, they deliberately sort of pegged it back and, and decided to, to maybe the first couple of rounds were trying to be a bit, bit expansive uh, too early and not, not respect the fact that they needed to complete well, not make errors, you know, kick well, all that good stuff. Um, and they did that at the, at the detriment of perhaps pushing a few more balls and being a bit more expansive. But that was just basically to, to stay on top. So, um, and they talked about it's, it's going to come, you know, layers each week by week just need to keep building as well. So, yeah, I think as they, as they kind of play more together and they get a bit more confidence and then, you know, hopefully we'll start to build on some more attacking shape. And, and look, they just try to kind of figure out how to play with each other, especially Walshy, you know, where he goes. Uh, with SJ, SJ is obviously the main man in terms of setting up that attacking shape. You know, it's just got to got to take time. Yeah, for sure. Think about last year, all those injuries that we had, week in week out, not being able to field the same team um, on a consistent basis. If we can get the same team on the park consistently every week, those combinations will come because there'll be you know that unspoken understanding between players about who's going to be where. But that takes time. Mm. And uh, through the, the good and bad of the weekend, we managed to break the Kevy Walters hoodoo that he was holding <laughs> over us. We have finally beaten Kevin Walters in any way, shape or form as a coach or a player. We've finally yes. uh, got that uh, monkey off our shoulders. So that's a nice little segue into this week's expense account. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. <laughs> what do you got for us, Isaac, from, uh, from Mr. Greg Spence this week? From Mr. Greg Spence. We, we love your work there, Spence. Always appreciate it. So, first point, for the first time since 2018, the Warriors have had positive for and against after four rounds. So, raise the roof on that one. It's a nice little stat to have. We're making and the eight. Making the eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and ahead of, a, ahead of another match at Dolphin Stadium, the Warriors are yet to concede any second-half points there in their two matches at the venue. So, small sample size, but something to be um, you know, pretty pretty pleased about. Damn. Yeah. And last of all, in four out of the last five North Queensland versus Warriors games, a field goal has been kicked by the winning side. So they better practice their uh, field goals and uh, practice this week. But uh, that is your expense account. Take it early. Seventh minute. First, you know, first attacking opportunity. Don't worry about going just for the under. Just take the one point out and we'll go restart and win the game. Yeah. Here we go. Well, the magic the formula. <laughs> Give the ball to Daly Cherry Evans. He's kicked 25 field goals in his career. <laughs> oh, that last one, though, yeah, you don't really count that. Yeah. That game is done. But he makes it look you know. easy, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah. He does. Just he does. Anyone's going to make it look easy 20 points He's going to, like, backheel one over at one of these days. They just go, boop, yeah, He's off. made it look easy against the Warriors in the past, though. <laughs> God damn, damn. <laughs> oh, Heartbreaker. Let's not go there. Let's not go there at all. Uh, let's go to the break, in fact, because uh, we've got some more exciting stuff coming up. We're going to go around the NRL, see what's going on, see what, I don't know, who's doing what and being stupid. Uh, and then we're going to preview <laughs> the uh, the Cowboys game, which is coming up next week. And uh, and also a bit of um, NRL fantasy analysis for the uh, Warriors Anonymous <laughs> comp. So, um, yeah, we'll catch you, catch you in just a couple of moments on Warriors Anonymous. Peace. Welcome back to Warriors Anonymous. Hope you guys all survived April Fool's Day. Uh, over the- 
over the start of the weekend there, I um, I spotted a couple of, you know, interesting, funny things and you're sort of like, oh, you know, it gets you for like half a second and you're like, oh, yeah. But there was one that I did see that really pissed me off. Uh, there was one person putting out something that uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek was getting off his rugby contract and coming back to the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that shit is That's not a good one. funny, man. <laughs> That's a good one. It's too soon, man, way too soon. Did you boys see any uh, any hilarity from the old April Fools? Uh, I saw there was the hectic cheese one signing with us. I was like, yeah, what yeah. he's already signed versus <laughs> Jargon. <laughs> I'm too gullible. That RTS one, I was just like, because <gasps> I'm thinking, oh, Reese Walsh will probably be gone next year, and RTS, oh, yeah, just, <laughs> you know, it kind of made sense in my head, and I was just like, ah, oh, nah, it's not real. Fuck. It's messing with my emotions. Yeah. Anyways. Why do you have to be a heartbreaker? God damn. <laughs> Why do you have to be? A- yeah, it's overplayed now. <laughs> it's just overplayed. Every bloody article, any post is pretty much April Fool's Day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bad day to break any real news. Um, but anyways, uh, let's go around the NRL. We've got Buddha's NRL rap for you, boy. Uh, what do you got lined up? Yeah, the NRL rap for round four. Uh, what do we, let's start with, first of all, before we start with the games, let's got a couple of things in here. Hairstyle rankings. <laughs> what do we like? What do we dislike, boys? The only rankings that matter. Right? I, I think Pep's probably... Um, I think he's got to be top of the table. Oh, yeah. He could have got knocked. He could have got knocked out. Could have. <laughs> but it apparently didn't. Well, obviously saw it today. It wasn't available. But Cameron Munster mm. had an almighty <laughs> shocker <laughs> of a moulay going on. Eh? Like, it was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit lassie, lassie shaved. Oh, it was weird. <laughs> Yeah, no, he, that uh, Pappy still holds that. Uh, what else we got in the mix here? Uh, Twenty-two Simbinings this year, uh, post a six last last year. So this is interesting stat going on. Um, couple of uh, aggressive hits on on ball players have been a bit of a theme. There was a few in our game. Yeah, yeah. Like there's been a few few lads rubbed out for. Um, yeah, yeah, extensive contact. I think a couple of headshots. The headshots don't seem to be as prevalent mm. so far. Um, no, don't hit him in the legs. Then, yeah, <laughs> yes, the legs now, yeah. Don't hit him in the legs. The legs, yeah. Cannibals. And then also um, professional fouls, which uh, we, we definitely benefited from. Mm. A <laughs> last yeah. week. So, How bad was that turban one from their perspective? I was like, what are you doing, mate? You just, you just cost yourself the game. Like, that sealed it. Giving us that two points, so I was like, I didn't understand it. But yeah, that's just. I mean, they, they talked about trying to um, challenge the call, but the call wasn't made. Mm. Right, it was play on. So anyway, we'll take that one <laughs> as well. Then the goal line restarts. Well, it's predominantly short kicks. I think it's the first round they've gone to this. Cause I think last year they did it at the start, and you know, it used to be a real, real team favourite. And they, the first few rounds they haven't, but this round in particular, they've definitely started doing that as well. So. Uh, generally, I think it, that teams feel more comfortable defending on the line as well. Um, if you, and it's pro, you know, it's probably a good chance of getting the ball back if you've got a big tall winger. Yep, a la Coates for Melbourne. I mean, if mm. you've got a, a leafer like Coates or a Tupo, why not give it a crack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I like yeah. it. It puts more pressure yeah. on the uh, attacking team from a dropout. It puts the pressure on them to get their shit together and have those kicks covered. 
Because if they don't, Coates is going to come flying over you or someone of the likes going to do that. Mm-hmm. If only we had Fusatua or something like that. <laughs> you know, it would have been, uh, been nice. Fuss on one side and then Richie Barnett on the other wing. That would be uh, <laughs> the flying circus. Dream. Yeah, the flying circus. <laughs> uh, but we'll get, we'll get stuck into the league. Um, I need to apologise to all Warriors fans. Uh-oh. Last week, just to say that. We were we participated in what would be the season's worst game um, when we played the Tigers, um, but the Tigers have another nominee. Uh, uh, they are nominated for worst game of the year with their the unfortunate loss to the Titans, eight six. Boys, how did we see that one? Did we even see that one? Uh, Dad, I, I saw quite a bit of that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just kind of waiting for it to sort of turn around and click. And then you've got to the 79th minute and it hasn't really clicked, you know what I mean? Like, you get to the end of the game, you know, Titans win, but it just never turned itself around that game. Mm, yeah, the Titans, that's, yeah. a, that's a good team. That's a good roster. And how'd they play like that? Mm. Mm. And why didn't they use yeah, they David could... Fafita? He's in my fantasy team, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I felt like that game was a little bit um, out of its era. Like, if it was uh, yeah. a State of Origin game from, like, 1986... Played on like a really, you know, rain swept land. Park. <laughs> muddy track. Muddy yeah. as hell. And, you know, that kind of finish would be like, oh, what a game. But uh, in fact, that was, you know, on a dry track in 2022 and everyone was like, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess one of those games where both teams come off feeling filthy, you know, like we did last week. <laughs> but, um, oh, you just got to feel for Madge. <laughs> just got to feel for Madge. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Just cannot buy a bucket. Yeah. Hey, and even for Robbie Farah, you know, the stalwart blue shirt, you know. But hey, sucks to be a Tigers fan, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> sucks to be you. <laughs> but uh, yep, that was uh, not a flash. Um, following up, that was a uh, great. Well, I think everyone's second favorite footy team, but definitely my second favorite footy team, the Sharks v Knights. Sharkies eighteen nil. Uh, is Talakai the? <laughs> The rhino of centers going around. I mean, that guy is an absolute beast. He's such a big guy. He can move, eh? Mm. He really can move too, but he, he uses his size well. Yeah. You know, he just sizes someone up and he's just like, yeah, I can run over you. <laughs> just like runs over them. Rhino. Like rhino centers, eh? Broke, broke about 80 tackles. I really like the um, the line that he ran in support on the, on the try that he got. Because he, he saw that, uh, I think it was Molitalo got the ball outside him and he was like ahead of him, but he just thought, okay, Ronaldo is quite a bit quicker than me. So he just started running hard and straight and just trying to pick his spot. So that by the time Ronaldo got up there, he just had Talakai, you know, waiting on inside and it was, it was a thing of beauty. So, um, you know, watching a big man pick his, his line and time his run, that was just, yeah, that was lovely. Yeah, and great story about him too. I think the commentators were saying, you know, he's working in waste management for a number of years, playing in the lower leagues, got his shot with the Sharks and just never looked back. And now you can't keep him out of the, can't keep him out of that team. Mm. So like, good on him. Yeah. He's fun to watch. And, yeah. Yeah. And great utility value, eh? Definitely. You know, from, the, from the edge to the centres as well. Um Nico Hines just the hair is ever so wet, and it just <laughs> it was it was a back quality. to it was back to being wet again, wasn't it? Like it yeah. sort of it wasn't as greasy you said in the first few rounds, and then this week yeah. it looks like yeah. it's gone back again to 
when he's on, when he's on, I think maybe just itself greases because he's on. Yeah. Eh? Unless it's just like a constant rain cloud following him, and it's just always raining on his head. And it's just constantly wet, just one little rain cloud following him around the park. But it's an indicator. It's like a mood ring. You know, if he's going well, <laughs> he gets wet. It's wet. Yeah. Could you put like a clump of brill cream on top of his hair, and then over time it just kind of just gently melts. Oh, must it? <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good. And, and I, I just got to come in and I just thought, uh, the Knights hung in there gallantly, eh? you know, but I think the way the Sharks are playing, they could have put 30 on them, 40 on them. They just had, they just, everything stuck. They played good footy. Mm. Um, yeah, really, I, I guess I said, for me, my second favourite team to watch. It's very good, very good game. Uh, then I went into the, the Panthers-Rabbitos, which was the old uh, grand final replay, which... Um, yeah, a little bit of sting in it, eh? There was a bit of a uh, niggle mm. going on, especially towards the end of the game. What about Latrell? The Latrell, the grub, bloody kicking a lady in the bloody stands. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> he did a like a, um, he was like did a clearance kick, you know, sort of um, in his own end goal, kicked the ball out, and it smacked this old lady like right in the face. Oh. <laughs> and he he went over to her and he was like you know apologizing and then um, you know trying to comfort her and that and you can see you felt like crap and then after the game he went back to her and gave her a big hug and like gave his boots and that but um, yeah good on him. yeah it was it was nice getting all the plaudits but I was like what a grub he kicked an old lady <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know who couldn't kick <laughs> the greatest footballer in the in the NRL just couldn't get it couldn't land a goal. Mm. Should have given Crichton back the boots. Yeah, give more fans. Yeah, shopping, man. That would have been good, yeah, that would have helped. Exactly. <laughs> but man, they are just um, they're just too good, aren't they, really? Uh, maybe the storm can keep with them, but man, and just the the youngsters. Mate. Mm. There you go. Oh. You've got May. That reminds me. I forgot to do say my name, say my name. I'll do it right I'll now. I'll do it now. Just because do you right. said the name. You said the name Tago, Isaac. Isaac Tago, uh, the uh, the rookie centre for the Panthers. Um, Isaac's fine. <laughs> we know the name Isaac. Mm. Um, and the uh, the surname Tago is, is not quite right because he's uh, of Samoan descent. Uh, so I've actually heard one of the commentators say his name correctly, and that was Benji Marshall. Uh, everyone else is saying Tago, Tago, this, Tago, that. Um, Tago, <laughs> no, no. Um, it is Tango. Tango. Yeah. Tango. Yeah, that's that's how you say it. Tango. And, Makes a lot uh, more sense, actually, yeah. Yeah. T-A-G-O. <laughs> um, yeah, someone named Tango. So, um, yeah, nice easy fix there. But, uh, um, yeah, sorry, bro. Just uh, sorry to interrupt. But, uh, that Tango. Thank you, Jim. Uh, tango. Tango, May. Uh, even Crichton. They're just young. Mm. Young, fast, you know, awesome. Awesome to watch. And they just, they just dominate teams, eh? Full of confidence, eh? They're mm. just playing on another level because... They're just confident in their skills and their ability. You see it with the likes of Tango and Crichton. You know, they're just guns. Mm. <laughs> they're already guns. Already guns, eh? And then obviously we had a comp- comprehensive performance, so they had to lead Super Saturday off to uh, Sea Eagles Raiders. Um, yeah, finally the Seagulls get up, get up con- you know, comprehensively as well. DCE, absolute ma- kicking masterclass. Mm. 2040. 2040. Did you see the 2040? And then a 4020. I saw that. Yeah. So the first player in history to hit a kick a twenty forty and then a forty twenty in a game. Nuts. Because I was actually fun, funnily enough, I was thinking about the twenty forty in our game because Chanel did a kick early on the the set. Mm-hmm. I, was, I actually thought I was like, man, let's go for a twenty forty. And then I questioned myself. I was like, did I just make that up in my head? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is that really? Yeah, he, he was, I and think then, he was yeah. still going for a forty twenty. <laughs> and then saw the next game and it was like, oh no, that's actually a real thing. So, uh, anyways, carry. I think it's the second twenty forty to be kicked. Okay. Yeah, somebody's kicked a 2040 before. 
I want to say Lachlan uh, Elias might have maybe. Maybe it was in preseason. That was in the Charity Shield. Charity right. Shield, yeah. Yeah, I think he did but, take I mean, a 2040 in Charity Shield. I'm interested to see how teams use that going forward. Um, you know, if you get pinned down in your own half, oh, yeah. say you get three tackles down, you're inside your own bloody you know 15 and whatever, see who can kick for space and roll the dice on it. But If you've got a bit of a yeah. win behind you and you're you know, struggling to get the forwards back, mm. put in a 2040. That's a game changer right there. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Tommy Turbo was, I wouldn't say back to his best, but he was back. I mean, he had a, not a amazing fantasy sport game but I guess by um, and like everything is by fantasy now, right but he uh, no, definitely had a good game so one, well, one player actually I really appreciate this player I don't know who it was um, that stripped him maybe Whiten but you know when you you go in behind a player and you give yourself up and they just wrap you up and, and you go to ground I think Whiten stripped him oh no it was, it was CNK uh, Ch- yeah. Nickel Clockstad he just stripped him of the ball. It's like, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna die with it, then get stripped. So, um, but that wasn't enough. The Raiders they just didn't really fire a shot. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, poor Ricky. Uh, and then we had, uh, uh, I guess, a game where I was eager to watch as well. Um, and that was the Cowboys actually get towed up by the Roosters. Roosters find, finding some form. Didn't see that happening. Eh? Yeah, I thought that was going to be the game of the round. Yeah, to be yeah. Honest, after the Cowboys win last week. Well, it's a kind of combination. I think the Roosters hadn't had a performance really over the whole season to be proud of, and they, they put it in. Um, old Toddy Payton saying about the old haves and have not have nots in the NRL, as in the top teams getting the the fifty fifty calls more often than not. So that's really you know started up a little debate around everyone as to you know is it is it a thing? Um, and I guess it depends who you ask. Um, I, as a Warriors fan, 100% think it is a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking thing. And, you know, like there's, yeah. there's calls for the top teams, there's calls for the other teams, and then there's, you know, a whole separate rule book for the Warriors and, at times. But anyways. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. we're happy this week. Yeah, happy this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think we had a, we got our fair share yeah, this week. Yeah, we had week. a good role. Um, <laughs> we had a good role. Eh? Um, but, yeah, Cowboys had uh, uh, 12 men for... Fifty minutes of that game, so <laughs> three, di- three different sin minings, wasn't it? Ugh. Yeah, Chad Townsend it wouldn't hurt a fly, and uh, got called for a high shot, binned for a high shot. So, uh, oh well, well, just another uh, another team that we have to play next week. Who just smarting from a comprehensive shellacking, shattered confidence, bro. Down and out, struggling. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what they're going to do next week. <laughs> Absolutely. And then we just saw, an, well, talk about masterclass. We just saw an absolute masterclass from uh, the Storm v. Dogs. Dogs in it for a while, eh? I thought played gallantly. They had a lot of ball, but um, I saw a play just before the podcast started and it was um, it was Harry Grant off to Jerome Hughes back inside to Pappenhausen and he was gone. That's what I was talking about, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but it was a la... Cameron Smith off to Cooper Cronk back inside the Billy Slater. Slater. I mean, they've been playing that bloody get that particular move for for, for decades now, and uh, yeah, they just they're just full of class, mate. That team is amazing. So I've actually got a um a nickname for Pappenhausen as well because um, I'm a huge fan. Which is lead singer of Motley Crue. <laughs> check, have you boys got your phones on you? Check your uh, your Facebook message because um, I'm not sure if everyone's familiar with a uh, cotton top tamarind. <laughs> 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 oh wow! Yeah, cotton top tamarind. <laughs> you, you're gonna have to put that up on the. Uh, yeah, that's what I I think. Uh, Pep's style is, is like 
Cotton Top Tamarin. Check it out on uh, Google. Give it a Google <laughs> image search and you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Oh. Wow, oh, yeah. wow, 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 wow. It's like looking uh, in the mirror. <laughs> for Paps. <laughs> and the last round, last game of the round will be Eels and Dragons, uh, which is underway at the moment and the Eels are up, which um, if that stays as is, the Warriors will sit in seventh place. Okay. Woo! At the end of round four. So, uh, yeah, we'll take round that. Eight, stop the count. Stop it. Uh, all right. That, that's, Great league recap. <laughs> that's really good, bro. Really good. Uh, let's have a quick look at our, um, our upcoming game against the Cows because, as you mentioned, Dan, uh, they were given a bit of a um, bit of a shellacking there by the Roosters. So now they make the arduous trip over to Morton Daly Stadium where they take on the Warriors who uh, have created a little bit of a fortress there. Um, Isaac, what are your thoughts on uh, what are the Cowboys going to bring to this game? Oh, they're going to bring a bit of a wounded pride after experiencing such a high of the win last week and to go down. So I don't want to say meekly to the Roosters. The Roosters were just hot. They, they're just that sort of team when they just click everything, goes into overdrive and they just blow teams off the park. Um, but they'll be smarting. They've got a good roster themselves, the Cowboys. So they'll feel like they uh, left a lot, a lot on the field. Uh, against the Roosters, so they'll be bringing it to the Warriors. Their forwards, their forward pack's pretty um, exciting. I mean, Dalmalola was playing at prop, I think, in this game, but depending on, uh, I think if Cohen Hess can come back, I, th- I can't remember if Cohen Hess was playing. I think he was. Um, yeah, they just got a good forward pack. Townsend's doing a good job for them. I actually quite like uh, his play, along with Dearden. Dearden's running the ball um, a lot uh, at six. So they've got quite a few threats uh, across the park. So you have to um, be a bit nervous if I was the Warriors again. Good one against Brisbane, but um, yeah, Cowboys will be smarting. Do you think they will just take a, you know, chalk it up to learning kind of approach for things and just roll with the same squad pretty much as, as this week? I think so. I think they've they've found like a, not a winning recipe, but a recipe that will work, a recipe that tastes good. So they're going to keep sticking with that, right? And um, just let the combinations gel. Kind of in the same sort of position that the the Warriors are uh, with a lot of exciting players in their team and just trying to find, um, yeah, just that right sort of combination for everyone. A recipe that tastes good. That reminds me of Johnsonville's very own Golden Crown in around about the years. <laughs> in the 80s and, uh, and early 90s. Oh, tastes so good. Anyway. Tastes <laughs> Second on the laps. Javon on a plate. <laughs> if only it was still Javon around. on a plate is back in 2022. <laughs> now, from our side of the coin, um, Daniel, it looks like we're going to be um, having uh, Jazz probably suspended for a couple of weeks just to, mm. um, you know, just cool his jets a little bit. It was going pretty well, unfortunately. Um, so how do you think that, A, we are going to, um, you know, fill his loss and also how are we going to approach the game against the Cowboys? Yeah, it's uh, be interesting to see what happens because obviously judiciary is all changed, eh? But um, but more than likely, I guess if the what really fucking annoyed me was that Flegler <laughs> did that three times and no one said anything about it. <laughs> on Fox League, Jazz it at once, and and it was pretty innocuous, right? But I guess you know got the injury. But um, so if, if he's not in, um, look, I think it's you just go back to how it was how we're set up already. Current goes back there as well. Um, but apart from that, I don't think there's any other injuries or suspensions hanging around? There might be a few players coming back. Um, Bailey could slot back in after the 
after having his vid. Depends how his vid is, eh? How um, long is Penny out for? Yeah, I don't know. There was no indication mm. on his situation, eh? I want him back. Because he did do <laughs> something to his shoulder, eh, in that previous game. And mm. yeah. not much report about it, but it was like, bro, what happened yeah. to him? Yeah. Well, he can slot back in easily because mm. I think well, Kato had to go to the, go back in there. But I think for us as well, I, we probably pretty well matched against the cows. And I think the cows will just bring effort, which they have under Top Hayden. That's what they mm. do uh, as well. Um, and for us, I think yeah, we, we can match them in the area as well. They've got a, you know some classy players out wide. Tuilangi is someone to to worry uh, that worried us before mm. as well, but. <clears throat> I think, um, yeah, if we can bring what we, we bought as well, it'll be a really close affair. But I think we can get the chocolates. Yeah. It could be a really good game. I mean, they're pretty, two pretty evenly matched teams. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. For both teams, it's must win. Like, both teams have to see each other as a must win mm. as well, which is the strength of the competition, mm. right? Because these guys are, yeah, well, we know. we just got to beat the below eight teams, really. Yeah. And, we've, and we've probably, you know, we've coughed up two of those already. But hey, we <laughs> Say lovey. Bygones. Say lovey. But uh, it's, all good. it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, a, a nice to have some consistency in selection, hopefully. Yeah. Go for the, That's go for the, key. Go for the three, Pete. Um, we let, quickly, before we um, jet on out of here, let's do a quick look on the sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Um, <laughs> competition. Isaac, have you got a, a quick update for us? Because I know I'm about uh, to lose my game, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I do. Jaden Eagle is just killing it again. He's a uh, top point scorer for the, the week so far. There's still the Dragons-Eels game to finish, but he's on 940 points. <sighs> top of the table with four wins in a row, basically. Oof. He's um, blown the ass out of his opposition this week. <laughs> it's what's the matter, Eels? Uh, old Ricardo Ball. Um so yeah, Jaden Eagle. You know what are you doing? Flying like an eagle. Give us, give us some advice. He's got a recipe that tastes real good. <laughs> did, you just, did you just sing some seal there, Dan? Flying like an eagle. Oh man, you could be in the seal look alike. You just need to screw your face up a bit more. And... <laughs> We're never going to survive this, Dan, unless we get a little. Then they're going <laughs> to. <laughs> oh Lida, yes! Lida. <laughs> wow! Yeah. But you didn't expect to hear that in a Warriors podcast. It was oh, seal. That was a fucking seal. awesome finish. <laughs> he scored Heidi Klum, but I'll be seal. Shit! Oh seal, mate, he's just loving <laughs> the life. Cambodian seal. Yeah, be Cambodian seal. <laughs> Cambodian yeah. seal. Cambodian Vin Diesel. You're quite a yeah Cambodian Mototoni. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Oh, boys, well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, even uh, with the unfortunate loss of Moneta this evening, I think we've actually managed to acquit ourselves pretty well. So uh, so we'll welcome him back next week from a position of strength, I think, fellas. Um, let's do a quick wrap-up and uh, farewells. And also, are we going to win this week? First, Daniel. Ah, uh, hard, yeah. We are going to win. Um, we're going to just take another step up, I think. From, la- from last week as well. Um, so, yeah, all good. So looking forward to a big Friday night football game. Oof. Go the Warriors. Later, people. Love it. And Isaac Suss. Was it Friday? I think it is, yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, Friday's great. All right, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, we're good. I think we are going to actually step it up a notch this week. I really do. Yeah, good. I don't know what, what why, but we're going to step it up. So it's definite hard for me. Dubs to get the dub.
I like it, guys. My name is Jerry Cronin. This has been Warriors Anonymous. We're going to send you out with some sweet, sweet sounds of Seal from uh, the vocal talents of Daniel Farakura. <laughs> See you next week. Just a kiss from the rose. <laughs> Catch you next week. Go the Warriors! Go the Warriors! Wow.